Buenos días, buenos días, buenas tardes, uh, buenas noches, depending on the time that you're going to be listening to this recording. I hope this message finds you well, and it's another episode of Chicas Políticas, of two badass chingonas making shit happen on the Central Coast and seeing those ripples of change all throughout California and the United States. So I'm here with my friend Rita Casaverde. My name is Yesenia Chavarria. And we woke up to some sad news this morning, Rita, about the shooting in Brooklyn. So our hearts go out to all the folks in Brooklyn. Uh, we do know that some uh, folks did die due to that. And uh, a friend was actually sharing the story, Rita, that she lives in New York. Um, her husband was making his way to that station, that train station. So definitely, I think this is just another reminder with everything going on in the world that we need to slow down and just be mindful of everyone. Uh, you know, everyone's fighting their own cause, fighting their own demons, fighting, uh, fighting their own battles within themselves, whether that be anxiety, depression, mental illness, schizophrenia. Uh, it just comes to show, Rita, that, I mean, what are the signs? What are we checking in with our loved ones? Even that happy person that always has their shit together, you know, um, it's just, it's been tough. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Um, kind of thanks and no thanks because I didn't know about the news until you told me. <laughs> uh, but that is so true that we do need to check on our mental health, check on our friends, check on our loved ones. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of tools. I feel like I have one of those people that have a lot of tools under my belt to deal with my mental health, even though sometimes it's really hard. Um, but I know the things that make me happy, which are music, nature, my family, like I already have them memorized and identified. And if I'm not feeling well, I try to listen to music, go out for a hike, call my mom, and that helps me immediately. Uh, but there are a lot of people and there are other tools, you know, there are other exercises that you can do. Um, there are other things that can help you maybe talking about it with a friend. Uh, but there, I know there are a lot of people that didn't grow up in an environment where you identify the things that make you happy. And um, those people need more help from all of us as a community. And I think uh, mental health is a community thing. If one of us is sick, then everyone is sick. Um, and if one of us is, uh, and if everyone is healthy, then it's just better for everyone. So let's take care of each other. And yes, yeah, so super sad news of what's happening right now in Brooklyn. But I know that almost every day uh, there's a shooting somewhere in the U.S. And it's a way bigger topic. Um, but um, let's definitely check in our, on our loved ones. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I feel like it's also important to say, I mean, we don't know who this person was. We don't know the motives, yeah. but, you know, we also have a lot of unhoused folks that are suffering through mental illness. And it is, that's such a complex issue, but I will say this, uh, volunteer your time, volunteer your time to a homeless shelter, uh, you know, find the resources out there that you can support and just be part of that cause because uh, there is so much need for for support and help and 
you know, on the, on the other end, let's also focus on the joy too. You know, there's so much going on in the world, but I always say, uh, I'm not going to let things take away from my joy. And one of the big historical moments, Rita, that we saw our first black justice, uh, being nominated and it's, and it's been such a joy. It's been, I would say a roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) to witness but to be able to be on the victorious side of Kentaji Brown Jackson and congratulations to her. Congratulations to the black community, because this is a huge win for black, hey. black community. Also a huge win for all women and uh, just keep on persevering, keep on pushing. The sky is the limit, And we're seeing a lot of black excellence being led and being uh, in the forefront of taking space of such important positions. Yeah, I actually uh, was lucky enough to, again, um, have one of those support groups uh, to celebrate the victory of uh, the confirmation of Ketanji Brown-Jackson, um, the San Luis Obispo County Democratic Party through a party uh, to celebrate the confirmation and um, people join in and we listen to music and talk and we were just happy together. Um, so uh, find your group and get uh, organized uh, because the primaries are coming, which is a good segue to just remind everyone that we are less than a month away from getting our ballots to vote in the June primaries. If you are in California, everyone is going to be voting on June 7th. Uh, that's election day, but ballots are arriving at the beginning of May. Um, and if you are not sure if you already registered, if your address is updated, then you can go to voterstatus.sos.ca.gov. Again, that's voterstatus.sos.ca.gov. And you can enter your information there and check if you are registered, where you are registered, and what ballots uh, or what districts you're going to be. Uh, voting for. So check your voter status before May so you make sure that you get your ballot at the correct address. Do it as, as soon as possible when it takes a couple of minutes. Absolutely. And just be mindful, guys, there's, there's a lot of important things happening, a lot of important candidates running, a lot of issues at hand, whether it be uh, at the local level or the state level, just make sure you get involved. And also, if you can't vote, like if you're a DACA and you cannot vote, still get talk to the people who are in your inner circle. Talk to your allies. Talk to your professors. Talk to your your bosses if you can, if you have that type of relationship, and just let them know. You know, there's a lot of important decisions that are going to be made. So we want to make sure that we're all uh, being part of that process. And so we're going to dive into our topic, which is the good, the bad, and the ugly of supporting campaigns. Now, Rita, I know that you are a seasoned, experienced person in supporting candidates, supporting campaigns, being in the movement. And there are so many things that happen behind the scenes. I think a lot of people don't realize how much work happens to get someone to be in a position of of winning. That is the ultimate goal. But there's so many uh, aspects that go into it. So share with us, what 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 is the good? What is the bad? And what is the ugly? Yeah, so let's start with the good. Um, I think we were talking about this at the beginning, before recording. We're kind of sharing the gossip of different campaigns and what we've been hearing. Um, I actually enjoy that. 
I like knowing uh, what's happening, like the latest tea. I like knowing, uh, like the, be like the insider, you know, have the information of uh, how candidates are, um, how they actually are behind the scenes, how they get stressed, how nice they are or how funny they are. Um, I love seeing that because it really connects me more, not only to the candidates, but I know who I really want to support um, because they sometimes have a different face for good or for bad um, to the general public, you know, because a lot of times they're being recorded and stuff. Um, and I like how casual they, they are behind the scenes. I really enjoy that. Um, uh, Rita, you're like, I want to see all the, all the different sides of the candidate when the cameras yeah. are not rolling. <laughs> Yeah, and I do tell some candidates, like, you need to share more of this to everyone because I know that they will all like it because um, some candidates just get so stressed and nervous when they're talking to the public. And it's like, just be who you are. Of course, easy to say than done. But um, yeah, I like that part. I also like getting to know other people that are like-minded and that are also volunteering their time and helping campaigns. I've met amazing people that are so, so, so smart uh, that work with campaigns. And a lot of them are also getting paid because they're uh, paid staff for campaigns. can give a shout out to Congressman Carvajal's campaign team, uh, Geneva Lovett. It's just amazing uh, to work with. And she um, is just a, a ray of sunshine, extremely helpful and super smart um so people like that that just know their shit and they know what they're doing and they're willing to help um yeah I just really really enjoy get, making those connections because they're really fun people to celebrate wins with what about you what's the good what are the good things that you have seen from um supporting campaigns the good is that you get to have an input right and make suggestions and I think it's like when you have that mentality that you you can't have all the answers you can't be right all the time right and and having different ways of being creative and grasping different uh ways to to reach out to different groups of people because you're trying to reach as many people as possible which you know I know like for me I get I get boxed into the Latino community which I'm okay with that like that's that's my heart and soul um, but you know, there's an opportunity to really, for you as a volunteer, uh, to shape what are the concerns in the community? Like for mm -hmm. example, um, bringing Dawn Addis over to my community, you know, she made a point to connect with me and say, okay, take, take me out to the, to the other side of town that maybe I don't know about, right. In Paso Robles. Mm -hmm. And that was really awesome. I mean, we were seeing a, a state candidate being amongst, Latino business owners that I think for a long time, they've been ignored. I mean, mm -hmm. we saw that during COVID. So it's like, how are we going to be better? So that gets me excited. That is the good. Mm -hmm. I feel that we can each be a part of the magic of shaping someone who, who will get to represent us. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a really good point of bringing the candidates um, to your corner, right? And getting to know the people that you know. I also was thinking when you were talking, um, it reminded me that I also get to hear from people that I um, don't know and that have different perspectives and a lot of times have um, certain comment or or um, just perspective has changed the way that I think and the way that I see an issue 
uh, because we can be very boxed into our own views and our own experience. So I think that's another good thing about supporting campaigns. You get to talk to so many people that share your values, but also people that are completely different than you. And, you know, you don't know, you might just learn something really good and um, find that bridge uh, between both perspectives. Right. And that's, that's what's exciting to me, uh, Rita. So what would you say? What are some of the bad? The bad things. Um, <laughs> you know, it can be frustrating a lot of times um, when you know that you need a candidate to win. Like frustrating so many levels. Like, for example, when you know that you want a candidate to win, they're just not doing what you think they should be doing. And it's like, oh, it's like dragging someone along to be like, <laughs> come on, how hard is this? You need to be out there. You need to be knocking on doors. And, you know, they just don't get the urgency that is in your mind. And you might, as a volunteer, might not see all the sides, obviously, and might not know what the actual strategy is sometimes, which on its own can be frustrating. Uh, but... Yeah, it can be frustrating in so many ways. Um, also, when you go out and you are trying to get more volunteers, um, people that will get affected uh, are just not paying attention. That is frustrating. It's frustrating also when you're talking to someone and you're like, oh, you need to vote for board supervisors. And they are like, oh, what's a board supervisor? And you're not frustrated at them, but you get frustrated to like the education system, you know, because obviously we're not doing our work educating people um, at school or um, through or government officials or, or just government in general on the importance and just definitions of who does what you know and that's frustrating because you then the work is on you um, so I think there's, there's a lot of frustration um, the bad I think it's also that Sometimes if you are very passionate about a campaign uh, during campaign season, this happens to me a lot. I just have to make a pause on some personal things, you know, I might not go to family dinner um, one night or I might have to say no to a friend's birthday or I might have to, um, you know, have my house being a mess for a week or so. So right. um, that's kind of the bad. Um, it can take time and sometimes you just, have to deprioritize other things that uh, logically would seem more important than a campaign. But, you know, sometimes you're just so passionate and, and the repercussions of those elections can um, have a huge ripple effect. So you just have to do it. Um, so that's kind of the bad. Um, what, what do you think is new? I think the bad is probably, <clears throat> I think the bad is, having candidate because number one campaigns require a lot a lot of help there's so many moving parts to a campaign there's the paid staff right like what you said a, a campaign manager and then you might have volunteers who the volunteers are more folks who are um you know you believe so much in a candidate that you're going to host a meet and greet for them or you're going to uh, text bank for them or you're going to show up and write the postcards so i think what's what can be the bad is knowing that there is a lot of need to support other candidates, right? And those candidates maybe not having the safety net or the support system to get all of the work done, right? Like there are mm -hmm. campaigns that, because you can, you can fund a lot of this, you can throw a lot of money at your campaign, 
But what I have seen right now, Rita, a lot of folks are just trying to keep it local to really volunteer base, which is fine. But the challenge is finding those helping hands. And trust me, you can never have too much help right now, right? It's like yeah. we, people need to get uh, participating and finding ways to come out. Like, for example, I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't really been able to do a lot of stuff with, with parties, uh, not because I don't want to, but because I have to uh, shift where I have to like focus on like my mental wellness. So <laughs> what I, what I'm doing now, like for Bruce, Bruce Gibson is I haven't been able to physically go out to an event and support him, but someone posted on their, on the social media, Hey, can someone do write postcards? And I said, yeah, send me a hundred, you know, I'm going to get my family to all <laughs> write the yeah. postcards at home and it works, right. It's still, it's still supporting. Um, but because it's, it's exactly what you said, Rita, that, uh, elections have consequences and there's there's a lot of consequences that we're seeing locally or even on a state level that we we must be engaged yeah and I think uh, it's sometimes hard because you most of the time have your network of people that are usually like you're right there you have people on Facebook that you think are nice to you and probably things similar to you and the same on um, that's applies for social media, applies for your day-to-day -day connections. Uh, and so now then when you go into the campaign season and you want to reach other people, it's like, you know, you're kind of preaching to the choir. So like you said, it's sometimes hard to get those people that um, are not already involved helping five different campaigns <laughs> to, uh, you know, it's hard to reach out to new people that are not involved in any campaign. Um, so yeah, that that is definitely hard, and um, how do you help everyone is definitely impossible. But you do what you can, um, and then election day comes, and everyone did what they could, and you know democracy does its thing, <laughs> and someone is elected, and that's probably also about a bad side is that, like you mentioned, elections have consequences, and you know. The election of President Biden gave us Kentenji Brown Jackson, Kentenji Brown Jackson. Um, but, you know, the election of Supervisor Compton in South County in 2018 um, gave us a higher campaign contribution limit um, and got, getting rid of early voting. So elections have consequences and that's the good and bad, I guess. So let's dive into the ugly. What's like the ugly part of campaigns that you have? It seen? is lo feo. <laughs> feo, lo feo, lo feo. I'll be honest. Um, I'm a very persuasive person. Like I like to persuade people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the future licenciada in me, the future attorney in me. Um, and not that I like, I know it's sometimes it comes off as like righteousness, but mm. it's like, Sometimes I feel, which I've had that like recently in this last campaign, because I'm more involved is, you know, sometimes people are like, well, I'm supporting this person and it might not be the person that I want them to support. Mm -hmm. And I have to like remind them of like why I'm supporting this person, right? Like I have to, it's almost like you have to bring them back in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I think that's one of the things, um, Rita, why people get turned off to politics is because there is a level of, of it being personal, yeah. um, but we also have to be mindful that, you know, at the end of the day, we, we want people to make 
a, a decision based for themselves, but also keeping that collectivism in mind, right? What is the best for the community? What is the best for our county? What is the best for our state? Who, who are we willing to send out there as our representative? So I think it can get a little bit ugly in that sense. And especially I think the other ugly too, Rita, is I think we need to have more solidarity, more solidarity of supporting candidates um, and making sure that we're doing our part for a candidate to feel supported. Like, especially here with um, San Luis Obispo County, uh, the district has now changed for assembly. So now we're being clustered with the coastal up north area. And so it's, it's, it's created quite the mess for us, I would say. Um, but I think I would like to see more unity and sometimes that can be ugly, right? Not necessarily, I'm not specifically speaking on something that happened, that's not what I'm doing, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it needs to be- Just say it, just say it, Senia, tell, say, it. say the name, no, I'm just kidding, don't, don't say the name. <laughs> No, I just, I just feel we're, we're stronger together. And I've been seeing that so much from like my, my, like, for example, with, with the school board, that's a hot topic mm -hmm. um, in Paso Robles, where we're literally seeing the painful, mm -hmm. painful to your soul, like, mm -hmm. co consequences of these elections. And mm -hmm. it's like, I think that's going to be, that's going to be the ugly Rita too, is that for as much as we want to create change, we don't have people really ready to run. Like people don't want to put themselves out there, which is mm -hmm. painful. That's the ugly, right? But which is why even more reason that if someone from your area puts themselves out there, you should support them. Show up for them. Yeah. You you can't show up with time. Okay, throw them 30 bucks. Yeah. Literally, don't go, don't go to Starbucks for five days. Don't go to your favorite coffee shop for five days. You're going to spend like what five dollars? That's five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, twenty-five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You, you say you don't have time to go show up. Okay, be like, I love social media. I'm going to make it this quick little post yeah. on. Um, I'm going to pick on Jimmy uh, Jimmy Panetta. I'm gonna quick make a quick little post, Jimmy Panetta, who's who's running for uh, Congress, and um, I'm gonna just repost, reshare something that his social media shared. Yeah, you have inspired Simple. me. Yeah, I'm gonna actually repost a few of the candidates that I'm supporting right now on my social media, um, <laughs> because we're we're in there all the time. Like everyone that's listening to this is most likely on social media, so find the candidate that you like and freaking reshare. Thanks two seconds um so that's i'm gonna do that yeah definitely the ugly for sure i agree with you i think it's a division right it's um not only division like within your family if you have different opinions about who to vote for um division in your community i am organizing a meet and greet for bruce gibson I'm running for supervisor in my district county supervisor and I'm organizing with a neighbor that I love. She's awesome. Um, but we know that there are neighbors that voted for Donald Trump, you know, in 2020. So uh, they know we're organizing it and maybe they will show up, but hopefully they do with a good attitude. But I know that that will cause division as well, right? And I don't really care because I have, you know, yard signs all over my uh, house, like for every election, everyone knows. I have like, uh, you know, those signs that say in this, in, in, in this America, 
love wins and we believe black lives matter and all you know immigrants are welcome here so my neighbors know where i stand they know and i walk around with a Planned Parenthood t-shirt on sundays you know it's like they they know who i am <laughs> but still rita's like positive. here i am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like i'm serious like sometimes my family is like can you just stop making a statement like can you just stop but um yeah um they know but it's still my cause division so um that's just what happens and i think it's important too when we say division i think it's also important like for example um i i still have acquaintances that are very hardcore trumpsters and you know they're they're posting you know their stuff on social media or stuff like that um and i think there's a way to to have productive dialogue, productive yeah. dialogue where we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need a name call. We, you know, we can listen and truly just listen and, and take th things in and just offer a different perspective, right? Like a lot of the times mm -hmm. when, when people tell me, well, I'm supporting this candidate or I'm doing this, I let them know why I'm supporting this other candidate right mm -hmm. and and really painting because what i'm what i see too rita is that sometimes people forget that there is a bigger picture the right? bigger picture right it's, it's like not about who loss. i like who yeah. i like or who yeah. did one maybe one or two things that i really really like it's more yeah. like okay let me look at their resume let me look at what they've actually accomplished because look yeah we can all get on our soapbox and say how amazing we are yeah and and say you know this is what i want to see you know what i what i plan to do but we really need to have people that have the skill set um that can be diplomatic i think that's one of the things rita that politics is missing in today's 2022 world and i think it definitely was uh, a side effect of um donald trump is that we're missing that true essence of politics of being diplomatic right of understanding okay we we need to bring it back to back um on ground to make sure that we are protecting people and we're keeping people safe and that we're listening to constituents mm -hmm. and that we're not get, getting carried away by very um you know crazy crazy polarized views yeah, yeah. like look yeah. our country is is so divided and i think that's yeah. one of my joys too i keep on thinking my friend Chrissy. um rita is uh, I think that's why I love local elections. Yeah, because I feel like okay, my community matters to me. That's something I, I get to live and breathe those changes that will impact me. Yeah, it's scary for sure. Um, yeah, I really like what you said about the big picture. Um, I just went through several endorsements where you know, people are just so stuck in your, in their own views, which I, it's a hundred percent, it's a hundred percent acceptable. And I get it. I a hundred percent get it. Um, but sometimes the big picture was missing and it's like, what is it that we want to achieve? What are like the things that we know for sure that if we don't endorse this person, what, what is the alternative? And the alternative is what people are not thinking about. And is just a hundred times worse than than supporting someone that might not be completely perfect but i honestly i hate when people are like oh we're voting for the uh, lesser evil or whatever the expression is it's like whoever is saying that is also saying that there is a perfect candidate out there 
And there isn't a perfect candidate out there. There, there will never be. No matter what example anyone want to throw at me, there will never be a perfect candidate um, because there's just no perfect human and no one ha no one will make it so everyone in their district or their constitu every constituent agrees with them. So there is no perfect candidate and we all have different perspectives. So um, you just got to vote for whoever will get us closer to progress, whatever progress means to you. So yeah, the vision is for sure the, the ugly part. Um, and also the dirty ads, just it's you, you know, you, you, you bet that in, I bet you that in a couple of weeks, once ballots are arriving, we're going to see really bad uh, ads, uh, usually with a ton of lies. Like we saw that against Don Ares in 2020, Jordan Cunningham, the Republican, um, candidate just lied about her and made everyone believe that she was going to raise taxes on people like she could do it by herself and like, doesn't make any sense. Um, and so we'll see. I'm sure we'll see more of that. Um, yeah. And I think it's that social responsibility to Rita is that, OK, now that we know these crazy ads are going to come. And I think that's also part of the ugly um, that I was seeing on social media, too, uh, Rita is. Someone was saying, can you, can you win a campaign without playing dirty? And mm -hmm. someone was saying, no, you have to play dirty. Like if someone runs a camp uh, ad on you, you have to, you have to respond. And that's how you get people. You have to be scared of that other side, right? They're coming after you. Um, but, you know, I think, I think the, the social responsibility is, for example, with Don Addis is if you see something like that, take the time to email the candidate. Someone will respond to you. Take the time to go on their website. Yeah. See what their platform is. Yeah. A lot of these candidates have served as city council. Mm -hmm. um, check to see what they have accomplished, right? Yeah. What has been their track record? I always say you judge people on their behavior. So, for example, uh, you know, what, what has this candidate been a champion for? What issues, right? Yeah. Uh, Don Addis has been a champion for undocumented families, has been a champion for women issues, mm -hmm. has been a champion for clean energy um and Some violence you know, yeah right all these things so i think it is important that uh we educate two people right like now i'm i'm like everyone that i know i'm like okay and you know you belong to this district and you get to vote for this person and this is who i'm endorsing this is who i'm supporting uh let me know if you have any questions just just kind of being that little uh uh ambassador per se uh just because we have that opportunity and a lot of times rita um i understand that people may not have the time to really interact or participate but that still doesn't it's still to me it's not a valid excuse in the sense that there are so many important issues at the state level and especially at the local level that guys i mean rita would remind me uh, elections have consequences and that would just that just that just kind of like it was a job <laughs> <laughs> but she was so true. Like, that's so right. Like, sometimes I have been kind of mean when you're saying, it's like, oh, this is happening. Like, well, guess why it's happening? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and I think, um, for example, Rita, one of the uh, issues that we had with um, the last election for school board for Paso Robles, some of the candidates didn't put their names out there the way that they should have, right? That was one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, COVID was a big challenge. Yeah. The other one was, uh, 
There was a slate too that ran like in Pastora was, I know there was a slate of candidates that went. And when you run as a slate, sometimes that also helps. Not fair completely, but those things work. Yeah. And honestly, reach out, reach out to Rita. Rita has a wealth of information, of knowledge. Um, I'm more like the the non-traditional way to do it. Uh, I'm really <laughs> excited. Uh, I just had a meeting with one of my professors who was a campaign manager for his friend who was running in Boston for city council. Ooh. And so we've been bouncing back ideas. I know that Chicas Politicas is invested to figuring out ways to make sure that folks are winning. And then there's amazing groups like Shatterpack that we support that it's like, okay, maybe people come to us and then we send them to Shatterpack and then we figure out ways, right? that people can get supported. So if you've ever wanted to run for office or maybe you feel a calling like, gosh, I can't just be sitting on the sidelines. I have to do something like this is your time for you to run, do it. Uh, You have a support system. We, Chicas Politicas is here to support you. It doesn't even matter if you live in Slow County or not. Uh, If you live in the Bay Area, if you live anywhere, just reach out. And um, that was one of the cool things this weekend. I was up in the Bay Area talking to other Latinos who are actually facing the same situations, uh, Rita, as we saw over in San Luis Obispo but with the redistricting that was very biased Mm. and we're seeing more and more Latinos um you know really trying to find their way in what we call this political world and I said hey there's no there's no reason to reinvent the wheel there's a blueprint over in San Luis Obispo of what people did over there Mm. let's get let's get you guys connected and see what we can do um so a lot, of, a lot more of that, Rita. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm just, yeah. you know, living and breathing this political world. And to me, I, I always remind people how hopeful I am and how optimistic I am because um, we do, we, we still have a democracy to some extent in this country. We still have a lot of freedoms that we get to voice and speak up and, and, and go against. Uh, you know, if we don't agree with what the president's doing, we have a lot of freedoms where in other countries, they don't have those freedoms. They, yeah. they could get sent to jail, right, for, for speaking out against their leaders. So um, it just comes to show that if we're not happy with the democracy that we're living, then what are you doing to make it better? Yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, I think Chicas Politicas, we have this long-term project of getting more Latino representation in at every single level of government. Um and getting more, uh, getting the Latinx community more involved in politics. Uh, but there are also short-term goals, right? And right now it's bringing attention to the June 7th primaries that are coming up here in California. We're going to be voting for county elections and apps so county, state, federal elections. Some of them will be decided at the June 7th primary. So that's why you have to vote. And some of them will go to November. And then in November, we're going to have all the city councils, all the just pretty much the entire um, uh, local government just out there on our ba- um, uh, running for office and it will be in our ballots. Uh, but yeah, reminder again, check your voter status at voterstatus.sos.ca.gov. Uh, June 7th primaries. That's it for our episode today. Yesenia, anything else? Just just keep showing up, take up space, get involved, find, there's so many uh, candidatos that are 
Running right now, we have um, Omar Torres that is running in District 3 for San Jose City Council. We also have Noelia Corso, who is running for Supervisor of San Mateo. She wins. She would be the first Latina on Ooh. Supervisor seat. So all the signs are out there, guys. Start doing your research. Start seeing who needs help. Trust me. Everyone needs help. You are needed and wanted. Y hay que echarle ganas. I, I want to see more Latinos. I want to see more people of color taking up space, being in those important spaces and roles and si se puede yes eso si se puede ok nos vemos gente hasta Adiós. el próximo episodio chao